I'm Zach, and I don't like my computer. I'm Ben, and I'm Chipotle pissed. <laughs> I'm K Coaster Guy or Larry, and I make roller coaster videos sometimes. Oh, what's up, Larry? Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me on. Glad to glad you have uh, to have you here. Sorry, I can't even talk. My, my yeah, computer right. got me so angry. Uh, we, we are the home of technical issues in the roller coaster space. Uh, you know, we were we were talking before about professionalism is is secondary. <laughs> Absolutely, always. So uh, quickly up top, get a, get a plug in for where you put your videos and everything. Oh yeah, um, well I mean I'm I'm on YouTube, uh, Ki Coaster Guy on YouTube and uh, TikTok as well, Ki Coaster Guy, and uh, you can find me on Twitter at, at @coasterki. Awesome. Yeah. Well, again, man, thanks for being here and uh, staying up late because I know you're in the Eastern Time Zone. Oh, uh, not a problem at all. Uh, thanks for having me for sure. So we were we were actually uh, getting into like you're you're almost like more new to the community. Yeah, yeah. Haven't haven't been around too long. I I, I really got started around 2018. So did you jump right in with making videos and shit when you discovered the the community uh, and everything? No, not really. It was uh, about a year later I started just because there were and the the whole YouTube <sighs> landscape for coaster videos was a little different at that point. It wasn't yeah. as saturated as it is now, but YouTube is part of what kind of radicalized me into the community and uh I I wanted to make videos about it too, so yeah, the pre-COVID um, YouTube podcast area was a lot different. Yeah, it was. And and then, uh, and it, it, good and bad. But I mean, yeah, now there's so much out there. It's like just an endless, uh, it's like an endless stream of like PowerPoint presentations on theme parks and roller coasters. Yeah. And there's more every day, like new channels every day, new podcasts every day, it seems like. Yeah, like when you hear the statistics of like, you know, a billion hours of video are uploaded to YouTube every minute. It's like, what percentage of that is fucking people going like, here's the top 10 roller coasters in the state of Florida. Yeah, (laughs) a small percentage, but it's still enough to be a lot. Yeah, point point three percent of a billion. (laughs) (laughs) Right. It's a fuckload of video. Yeah, now a lot of it's really clickbaity now is my only big complaint. It used to be a lot of what you just said, like the top tens or, you know, bucket list coasters or whatever. And now it's a lot of uh, Dorney Park to get biggest expansion ever. It's a lot of that. Oh, yeah. You know what? You're right. There's been no shortage of like dragster nearly confirmed. Yeah. Yep. Details here. Seven thousand well, like foot spike. Leaked blueprints. Dude, no, yeah. this is no there's, limits. <laughs> there's channels that put out like ten minute plus videos daily about just dragster predictions. Yeah. 
it's huge right now. Like yeah. the dragster videos are popping off. Yeah, there's a lot. And like, um, there was one I saw that was pretty funny because they were just talking about how like all the things they thought it would be. And it's like, oh, yeah, it's going to have like it's going to be an extended layout with like multiple overbank turns. And they're going to make like, a, you know, it's going to be like 550 feet. This and that. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, anybody who's a veteran of the Orion speculation would know to prepare to be disappointed a little bit. Right. <laughs> Not a giga. It's it's going to be probably a lot less than what a lot of people think. I still think it's going to be cool, though. I guess I, I don't. I wouldn't be surprised if it goes 500 feet, but I'm almost expecting just a single spike. Yeah, well, and yeah. The, and that's it. Like well, the, yeah, no, the, the just, spike seems real, I guess. I think it's real. I mean, if you look at those footers, those are, they're huge. Like something's going up behind dragster yeah for sure oh no i think we lost zach again no, no. i was just thinking i really oh, hope they okay. make this spike shaped like a giant vagina <laughs> yeah why because well, dragsters <laughs> dragsters already a giant cock well like so the, is power so is power tower right so they need some femininity to you know balance it out a little bit <laughs> so this is about equality is what you're saying yes okay i understand that's very progressive of you well look there's been two dicks dominating that midway for too long three if you count kinzel oh <laughs> <Aww>. uh <laughs> jesus also like isn't it kind of funny to think how like there's a lot of resemblance of trump from or a lot of resemblance between like kinzel and trump like they look alike, they, they kind of look similar. Yeah, I oh, think they kind of carry themselves similarly too in the pictures that I've yeah. seen of him. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, ha- I would not have come to that conclusion on my own, but I kind of see what you mean. And Kinzel was always like, "This ride's going to be huge. It's going to be beautiful, big, <laughs> <laughs> the tallest, the fastest." <laughs> yeah. We're going to build the biggest roller coaster and we're going to make Kings Island pay for it. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, bastards. (laughs) Maybe maybe a more on the nose thing will be be like, we're going to get the world's tallest, fastest, tallest and fastest roller coaster and Intamin will pay for it. They should (laughs) probably at this point. So the spike. Do you, do you guys think it's Intamin working on Top Throw Dragster? Because that that theory is becoming more and more popular. I don't know. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if if like Zamperla and Intamin are both contracted on it. It's probably like it's probably like multiple companies. Well, there's that um, what that in drive tech or whatever. Yeah, the people motor do company their, like, launches. Yeah, yeah. I could see. Intamin doing track, Zamperla doing the trains and the launch, and then that motor company doing, you know, electrical and all that. Yeah, Cedar Fair's like, we're not letting Intamin do the whole thing. No fucking way. Because <laughs> <laughs> it could have been one of those things where, like, they both bid on the project, and then they're just like, all right, well, let's all work together and, I don't know, get your Can names you both on it. do half of it for half of that price? <laughs> 
<laughs> I hadn't even like considered that they'd be working together, to be honest. Because it's a, I mean, it's a pretty big project. So yeah, it is. That just hadn't crossed my mind. Yeah, and actually, that's how almost like all the coasters in like Orlando or Disney and shit are built. Is like these big collaborations mm-hmm. with a bunch of companies, and obviously those involve more like show elements and stuff. But it's that that is to say, it's not unprecedented for several of these contractors to work together on a project. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's just it. it's like if your option is to do ha- like get half of the project or none of the project, but especially like Zamperla, they'll they'll want their name on that, too. So, yeah, wasn't like if I'm remembering correctly here, wasn't the whole it hasn't if I'm tracking this all back correctly, wasn't the initial rumor mock? And then it was like, haha, Zamperla. And then it was like, oh, wait, maybe it really is Zamperla. And now it's like, no, mock. it's Intamin. Yeah, I missed the mock thing. Uh, Zamperla was who I was thinking it was going to be just because they've obviously done like a huge de- deal with them. They've purchased a ton of stuff from them. Um, and then they announced their new like launch coaster train. So I thought, OK, man, maybe it's them. Wait, yeah, right. Not mock. It was LSM, which I guess it was implied that it was like Intamin. Yeah, but everyone always says that Cedar Fair will never work with Intamin again. So, which, uh, but where I, does that come from? At the same from? time, though, like, right. you haven't heard that? Oh my god! It's like if you ever say you want an Intamin at Cedar Point or Kings Island, it's. Well, that'll never happen. They'll never work with them again. Because no, I, I know that's what everyone says, but the, yeah. I'm more asking where did that come from initially? Other oh, I think people pulled it some, out of their ass, right? Yeah. Some fucking jack off on a forum going, "Look how bad this was. I'm never doing that again." Well, I think that's like where most of this stuff comes from. Well, it probably came from a ride up in 2004. Listening, overhearing like a maintenance guy in an area supervisor make some off comment about the ride not opening in time and took it as fact. And they haven't yeah, worked some, with them in a long time now, though, right? I mean, well, their last project was what? Was it Maverick? Uh, no, so. the Intimidator 305 was after that. Right? Oh, that, that's right. Yeah. Uh, what? When was that like the water ride at Cedar Point that failed <laughs> miserably? I think that's uh, not even their last one. That was the one. same year as that was 2010, right? Yeah, yeah. so that's the same year as Intimidator 305. So that's the last time they worked with them. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, those are two big fuck ups. And also, it's like I don't think really thinking back in the twenty, the like not not quite twenty years, but like fifteen or so since then. Uh, yeah. There hasn't really been a whole lot of like notable innovation from Intamin. Yeah, I guess right. that's true. Nothing, right. nothing, com- no concepts coming out of there where you go, holy shit. <laughs> well, no, they seem to be just playing it safe and like just making their rides work is their innovation. <laughs> well, I mean, that's kind of like a, it's. It's like our rides work now and they don't kill people. A plus. Yeah. 
historically, that's the thing is they've always been a company that takes on the most ambitious contracts. And they're like, I don't know. We'll figure it out. Right. Like when they built uh, Superman, the escape at Magic Mountain, they'd only built like a handful of actual roller coasters before that. Yeah, they're like, that's true. Oh, you want it 400 feet? Yeah, we can do that. <laughs> <laughs> we built a kiddie coaster at Cedar Point in 1979. We got this. It's like, yeah, I, I worked with a guy in my last job. He does radio towers. He said it could probably be done. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think one way or another, I think the Intamin drought with Cedar Fair is going to end like soonish. Yeah. Although looking at the looking at the price of um, those new Vacomas, like everyone always talks about, like why they don't go with Vacoma, but those ones are pretty like the Vacomas are almost as expensive as the mocks. I didn't know um, that. I think Big Bear Mountain was like $25 million. Oh, damn. It was pretty expensive. I mean, it's big. That's it's a, a long ride, ass though. ride, yeah. to be f- totally fair. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But it also, it's not tall. But Vacoma also now is like, yeah, we made our rides good. So they cost double the price. <laughs> It's amazing they finally figured out the technology to make their old rides not suck. Or kill people. Or kill people. <laughs> I mean, Intamin had a pretty shit safety record. Maybe. I mean, when was the last Intamin death? Was it probably... It's been a while. It's been oh, at least shit. 10 years. Death by Intamin. Band name. Called it. That is a good band name. What was there like last death? Was it the Superman Ride of Steel thing, or has somebody died since then? Um, on, a, on an Intamin, it might have been the Darien Lake. Yeah, um, that's what I'm talking about. In 2011, is that when that happened? When the guy like flew out? Well, I think two people fell out of that ride. Oh, there was the one when it first opened. Oh well, yeah, yeah, because and the one in New England. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> and then the one, yeah, and then the one with the um, the veteran who didn't have any legs. That's that was, the only one I knew about. I didn't yeah. know other people flew out of that ride. I want to say though the daring, the first <laughs> daring like guy that fell out didn't die. Oh, good for him! <laughs> what what an experience to remember for a lifetime. Yeah, <laughs> yo, they gave him free season passes for life. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> didn't they give didn't they give the girl that lost her legs at Kentucky Kingdom a lifetime season pass? Oh fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Which they wouldn't even honor now. Oh man. Like, Sorry, this is for six flags. That that is such a fucked up story. Like yeah. the wires just breaking and wrapping around her feet and yeah, it's messed up. It's like, oh, this I, machine. It's like, yeah, this machinery, the thing that requires grease, typically, like, let's put cornstarch on it. <laughs> Yo, we can save three and a half cents per pound if we go with cornstarch. <laughs> let, let me ask you this. If you ever got ejected from a roller coaster and lived, would you ever get on a roller coaster again? No. Yeah, I don't think I would either. I think I'd be done. Because you're tempting fate then. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like lightning won't strike twice. Yeah, but still that experience would be on your mind every single time. (laughs) Like as you're going up that like up the lift hill, you're like, oh, shit. I think it might actually make them like thrilling again, though. 
<laughs> and then I would just get addicted to that adrenaline rush until it became desensitized. You know, I'm pretty sure, you know, meth or heroin could make them thrilling again, too. But I'm not going <laughs> to advocate for that. <laughs> so, yeah, so I just typed in Superman Ride of Steel Death. I can only find the amputee one, but I swear that I swear well, I it happened twice. For sure, there was one at Six Flags New England on that ride of steel. Yeah, yeah. Did wow. you know sure. about that one, uh, Larry? No, no. I, I knew about the one that. Well, wait a minute. The the guy with um, the veteran that had his legs amputated was that at Darien Lake? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's the only one I knew about. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, here, here. So May sixteenth, nineteen ninety nine. A passenger was thrown from the train at the Darien Lake installment on one of the final hills and suffered minor injuries. Jesus. That's lucky. (laughs) But like all my trust of theme parks would be broken at that moment. As I'm like flying through the air, I'd be like, fuck this. Like, there's no way. But I mean, if you pull that off with minor injuries, I mean, that's that's quite the... I wonder, so he must have fell off. So I, I know those break, I know that break run is pretty abrupt. So maybe he like started to come out of his seat during the airtime and then the brakes kind of like made him fall forward and he kind of tumbled out of the train. He didn't like it ejected. That's the yeah. only thing I can think of because the brake runs on that ride's not that tall. I, I'm going to go ahead and say it. If you fall out of, if you're ejected from a roller coaster, Go ahead and have the second piece of cake. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but also, too, um, the PL fell out on the brake run. Oh, is it, that actually the case? Like you fell out on the brake run? Yeah, they say that. Um, they say that. The, so on that last tunnel, there's some pretty strong laterals <laughs> that go right into a bunny hill. So I guess they were saying that the tunnel, the turn in the tunnel, like pulled them out of the seat. And then when the train hit the brake run, he like fell forward. Shit. Because Wait, those, when was that? When was this? Uh, New England? That oh, was, yeah. I think that, I think that was like the same year. Right. I feel like that maybe was like 2002, but it might've been earlier than that. Those old T bars though, were pretty sweet. They were. <laughs> I don't know, but the whole thing for me is just I need to believe I'm not going to come flying out of the seat. So if well, I ever did, that would be the end for me. Well, if all I those survived. old T bars are gone now. Okay, well, that's good. If that Except, if they were <laughs> Yeah, Millennium Force doesn't have the originals anymore, does it? The what? The original T bars? Um, I don't know. I think they do, but they're really restrictive on the seatbelt. And that's because. <laughs> right. But also, but I mean, also like Millennium Force airtime is not the same as the Ride of Steel airtime. Yeah, there's not a lot of like ejector on that ride. Is there on Ride? Of, I haven't been on Ride of Steel either. So, yeah, both are pretty, both are pretty ab- abrupt, especially the okay. last Bunny Hills. And actually, yeah, and one thing I always noticed on the one at New England it's the combination of the laterals in that tunnel to where, you know, like sometimes on rides, especially old intimate rides, there's certain forces that feel like they're more of a fuck up 
than intentional. <laughs> and the laterals on that part always feel like a fuck up. Okay. <laughs> okay. I got to ride this ride. Yeah, that shit's crazy. And then you hit the brakes going like 60 miles an hour. Yeah, the brake run is a fucking dead stop. Yeah, the brake run is like the the length of the train. <laughs> that part that part is really thrilling because you feel like you're going to fucking hit the train in the station. Yeah. The um, also the one at Darien, like if you sit in the last row, you base the train hits the brake run as the last car is like coming off of the bunny hill. So you're kind of like experiencing ejector airtime as the train is also decelerating really fast. Yeah, that, that one's on my list. I'm trying to get to Darien Lake this year. That one's really cool because it's like half over water. Yeah. Yeah, people talk shit about it, but I actually kind of like that one. I think it looks good. It's like one of the main reasons I want to go. Yeah. It doesn't work as well in Maryland at Six Flags America where there's no fucking water. So you're just on these long straightaways in a fucking field. (laughs) I haven't heard a single good thing about that park. Apparently it's it's a park. Yeah, apparently it's getting better this year. Okay, that's good. I've heard an observation about that park. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> something about the workers and ethnic identities. <laughs> yeah, we'll 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 skip that. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, Six Flags America. It's a it's a operating theme park. Well, good for them. Yeah. Yes, indeed. So, but I mean, look, honestly, the fact that they have a Intamin hyper coaster there—that's pretty indicative of how stupid Six Flags could be in the early two thousands. Yeah. They were literally doing the whole RCT method of just saving ride layouts and then trying to place them in other parks. I wonder if some guy in like a, in like a meeting room at Six Flags headquarters in like 99, 2000, like they were building so many roller coasters that they actually had an intern playing roller coaster tycoon to see if like rides would fit certain places. Because it was cheaper than going to the manufacturer at first. That's probably why they licensed their name to Roller Coaster Tycoon too. They're like, "Hey, <laughs> they, can you like, uh, can you build the parks in the in the game?" <laughs> yeah, they use it as an actual ride design tool. They're like, so once we build like, say, Goliath, we can just like take it and put it in Six Flags Over Texas. <laughs> Oh my god, that's probably actually what happened. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait. If we want to like add a helix, can we do that? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, it only costs three thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Gio Vanilla, we want to add the Helix and we want it for 3000 bucks. <laughs> yeah, Gio Vanilla asked for like 
like official like spec like specifications and documents and like survey land and they sent him an rct file it fits it fits look <laughs> they're like work. Left, they're like left banking slight incline <laughs> <laughs> Oh Lord! Well, yeah, them. There, that probably was legitimate. And then they saw fucking Nolan's Park, and they were like, "Shut the whole thing down." <laughs> yeah, Six Flags should like contract him out. You see, like um, park operations, they just have like a computer open. It's just him. Put staffing over here. (laughs) He's running everything off an iPhone. (laughs) So, guys, good news. Oh, what's that? Dark Coaster at Bush Gardens Williamsburg is opened. The straddle well, coaster. The straddle Are people coaster. into it? Because I haven't actually really heard much. Um, I honestly have not heard a goddamn thing other than it opened. Isn't that weird? Yeah, I didn't hear. There was no media day or anything. No, nobody's even gone so far as to say it's a great addition to the park. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the default. Twitter thizzy thing too. Excellent addition. Wait, there's that no is the most heavy code term. <laughs> I don't even see an RCDB entry for Dark Coaster. Ouch. The coaster that <laughs> Dwayne forgot. <laughs> yeah, I really haven't heard anything about it. I mean, I've seen some pictures. That's about it. Yeah, that's strange. Bush Gardens isn't even in showing up. Oh, I spelled Bush wrong. Wrong Bush. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I also spelled yes. dark, I also spelled Dark Coaster wrong. That makes sense. Yes, we've been enthusiasts for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking straddle coaster. Here's the thing, right? You got something called a straddle coaster and it's inside so you're like straddle the box straddle in the box <sighs> there's too many fuck jokes basically is what I'm getting <laughs> yeah, at there are a lot you can't really do that especially on a family roller coaster uh, what is the theming of this ride exactly because I, I saw that they I guess I haven't really been following this project too closely, but I saw that it's like snowmobiles. I'm like, what? Why is that? Why is it snowmobiles inside? Oh yeah, I see that. Yeah, there are for snowmobiles. Some, I, for some reason, I thought it was like a castle theme or something. I didn't know there were snowmobiles. Well, yeah, it used to be a dark ride in that same building called the Curse of Dark Castle. Yeah, maybe and that's was, why I thought that. Yeah, that shit was cool. I got to ride it when it was open, the year it opened. And it was the same ride type as like Spider-Man at Universal Studios. 
Whereas like blending of screens and physical sets. And then they closed it after a couple years. Which sucks because it was really awesome. And then it sat there abandoned. And I guess they used it as like a whatever they call Horror Nights Hollow Scream house for a few years. And then they're like, I don't know, build a fucking snowmobile coaster in there. That'll work. <clears throat> so it seemed like the name implies that it has some sort of connection to the previous ride. But there was no fucking snowmobiles on the Dark Castle. Yeah, I, I guess remember. I just I guess I just don't I wasn't expecting snowmobiles. That's all I can say. Maybe the castles in Minnesota could be or it could be like a black forest, you know. Germany. Oh, that's original. Uh, <laughs> they got no other rides like that in that park. <laughs> Yeah, it's supposed to be like snowmobiles through a forest at night. That could be. Yeah, it could be like you're driving through the Black Forest at night. Yeah. Totally original concept for that. But on a a snowmobile. Do they have snowmobiles in Virginia? Do they get that much snow? I don't really know. I I don't know. Probably in the mountains for a couple months a year, but not really. I wouldn't say it's a it's a sportsman's uh, snowmobiling paradise. <laughs> They're not doing the uh, a, a snowmobile fucking race around the a battlefield or something. That'd be kind of funny. Colonial, the, the, the colonial Williamsburg snowmobile race for the key. <laughs> well, I'm seeing here, I'm seeing a uh, resorts with guided snowmobile trips uh, in Northern Virginia. Okay. Yeah. So there's a very small market for it. Yeah. If you're really into that kind of thing, Northern Virginia has you covered. Better than West Virginia. So that's right. a low bar. <laughs> well, that's true. So the really most pristine fucking toilet tops are in West Virginia bars, though. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's just, you know how you go to like really shithole bars and the whole place is a shithole and then you go to take a piss and the top of the toilet is immaculate. I don't think I've experienced this. Ben, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. yeah. I feel like the toilets are usually as fucked oh, up the, as the rest of the bar. The toilets are terrible. It's literally just the very top, like the thing on top of the tank. That one piece is. Oh, immaculate. Maybe I just haven't ever stopped to appreciate this. I should probably. I mean, there is good reason for it. <laughs> well, I don't want to say good reason. There is a um, something that a, you might want reason. to do on top of the. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And it's just one of those things you notice because the entire rest of the place is usually covered in fucking 
stickers for like punk bands you've never heard of and shit. And then there's just white crystal sparkling porcelain. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) And if you listen carefully, you can probably hear what sounds like uh, a very old vacuum. (laughs) (laughs) That's coughing. (laughs) You got to keep the Coke surfaces clean. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) Which is ironic because at the bar you get a Coke and that shit's filthy. Anyway, so, um, that's the whole point of that was just to dig on West Virginia and the drug use. <laughs> Poor West Virginia. Um, random thing as I was looking up Dark Coaster, there's a boomer of a coma boomerang called Stress Express. Stress Express. Yeah, that's huh. the most accurately named Vacoma boomerang I've ever heard of. Hmm. I'm going to be stressed and Where it's going to be one? express in uh, China. Oh, of course. There's also like 50 photos of it on RCDB. Can you imagine if you're like, you grew up in China around our age and like now they're getting all these parks and coasters. You'd be losing your shit, right? And I, I, yeah, it's it's nuts how much shit they're getting over there. That's every what I'm time saying. people post about it, though, I'm just like, ah, there's just no way I'm ever getting out there. So, yeah, but due to your social credit score, you're not allowed to go further than like 25 kilometers from your home. <laughs> yeah, you can't even get into the park. I'm sorry, sir. <laughs> You're supposed to be working here. We're going to have to ask you to leave. <laughs> so, uh, we got some other news, though. Oh, shit. You guys still here? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, still here. I, uh, okay. I just realized I might have missed your rundown link. Here we go. I didn't open no, it. No worries. Professionalism is not a priority. <laughs> I say that in jest, but we I also mean try. it seriously. Yes. Oh, yeah, where, where the, zinger. yeah, man. The POV dropped. Do you guys see this? This ride looks good. Yeah, it looks good. It does. My only thing is, if you watch it next in like A, B with a POV of Prowler. It's like, man, those are really similar. (laughs) Yeah, they're pretty. They're kind of close, but also like, I don't know, for family rides like this, like. It's eh, it's fine. It's just another thing to eat lines up. I, I feel like for a family ride, this looks really fun. Like, yeah. I'm looking at the POV again right now. 
Yeah, I mean, it definitely looks good. I guess it does have more of a bank turn emphasis. Yeah, that's like the whole <laughs> thing. It seems like just lots of banks. I mean, all it the, seems um, like they the really were trying to channel Schwarzkopf. Yeah, and like the low to the ground sections are pretty cool. I think, yeah. I don't know. It looks like, um, it kind of looks like that Invader coaster. That's the one at uh, Bush Gardens Williamsburg, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it looks fun. It looks good. I mean, especially for a family coaster. I'm glad Worlds of Fun is getting something. It's good to see them getting something. It's just so weird to me that they get basically the same coaster that they got last time. What'd they get last time? Prowler. 2009. Oh, shit. I'm like, I just rewatched the POV of that first, and now I'm going to watch the Zambezi Zinger one. Yeah, I'm going to check out this Prowler POV. Have you been like, to Worlds of Fun, either of you? Uh, yeah, when Prowler opened. Yeah, it's been a while for me too. It's um, it's a cute park though. <clears throat> yeah, it's an it's a fun little park, and I do think it's great that they're getting you know they got a new ride. They got so much unused space there. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I mean, yeah, they could ba- basically build like an Orion Giga out there if they wanted to, but they just probably don't have the market radius. No, for I don't it. think they've got the market size yet, but if Kansas City grows more. Yeah. I think, what is it? But also, getting- too, like, what do you. But also, it's They're like, getting- where do you pull from? Like, like Kings Island, you can at least get, you know, you have a lot of cities that are close by. Yeah, Ohio's, Ohio's pretty well populated, but outside of Kansas City, like, you're not going to get people driving seven hours from, like, Denver to go there. You're you're right, though. Yeah, it does look like Prowler does look really, really similar. That's what I'm saying. Like, other I don't than think I've ever seen kill. a POV of this before. Yeah. And like literally that's the last coaster they open there. <laughs> so it's like it's just weird to me that they're like, yeah, well, it's Prowler, but like it has a different kind of lift hill. <laughs> and don't get me wrong, yeah, I mean Prowler's the banks a good look ride. more extreme for sure on uh Sam there. Which is also weird because I, mean, I think they're probably happy to, be to get more anything. Of a family one. I agree. I think it's 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 good that they're getting something. Hopefully it means they'll be getting something more, but more realistically, have a nice time waiting 14, 15 years for another coaster, Kansas City. Another 10 years or more. Yep. Yeah, yeah probably. I, they did say that's their new strategy, is they're going to try to, or Cedar Fair, I mean, 
they're going to try to invest in their smaller parks is what they say. So I mean, the, we'll, see. The, we'll see the day that Valley fair gets a new coaster though. Like, I don't even, I mean, shit didn't, um, Michigan's adventure got a new coaster more recently than Valley fair. No, I think that was the same. Aren't year. they working on something for Valley fair though? They're clearing the same? some land. Oh. Yeah. But I don't know. That could be like, you know, they could be putting in new piping for the water park or something. Right. Yeah, because that or back half barbecue of the, joint. <laughs> yeah, because that back of half of the park floods a lot. Yeah, they could just put Excalibur out of its fucking misery finally. Yeah, that's a weird looking ride. I have not been on it, but it looks weird. It's like Magnum Junior in a way. Yeah. Yeah, I can kind of say that. Kind of like Magnum and Cedar Creek Mine Ride had a baby. Yeah, it's almost like Arrow didn't really know what to do. It's like the park had a limited budget and they were just like, Hey, like, you know, Cedar Creek mine ride, you know, it's like, you know, Gemini. It's like, yeah, can we just get like a version of that? And then it's like, what's your budget? It's like, I don't know, $3 million. <laughs> we'll figure some out. Cause it kind of like, it is sort of a terrain coaster and it does kind of just barely make it back to the break run. So actually get the shit. So Renegade was 07 and Thunderhawk or whatever at Michigan's Adventure was 08. Oh shit. So, oh, that's right, because that came from Giaga Lake. Oh, that's yep, that's right. So shit, that so, means Re- Valley Fair is the pretty much the most neglected Cedar Fair park at this point. I don't know, man. Hand me down SLC is not much better <laughs> one year later. <laughs> <laughs> true but i mean if, like an slc at valley fair would be pretty complimentary i think I it would have been a better fit I, uh, at valley fair than at yeah. michigan's adventure but yeah that's the thing like i like valley fair i always like it might be one of my favorite parks but not from like a coaster standpoint just like a park atmosphere and like I don't know. Every time I've gone there, it's been like a, it's always like a good day and there's just enough, or I guess like there's just enough lack of roller coasters to not feel bad about like rushing and like having to stay all day. It's, it's a cute little park. Yeah. (laughs) I, I really, I dig how the, Layout of the park where it's like the drop towers right in the fucking center. Mm hmm. Yeah. That I always thought was really cool. But it seems like there's so much space there that they don't use. Yeah. I mean, especially around the park. Um, well, yeah, yeah like there's the- dead space on the midways and shit. 
there's well yeah there's dead space but there's in that um like that main section by where like corkscrew and um high roller and all that stuff is like everything is pretty well landscaped there's like lots of flowers and trees and like fountains and all that stuff but yeah the part by um what is that by the turnaround a wild thing and steel venom and stuff like that's literally just a parking lot yeah and like i'm thinking back to it i'm like yeah last time i was there was when they opened renegade like literally opening day of that ride and i honestly i'm like 15 years mm mm-hmm and i'm like i mean it's a long drive to get out (laughs) to get out there (laughs) yeah I should probably go though, because like you know, my wife hasn't gone, and I got Cedar Fair passes this year. Nice. Ain't that a bitch? It's like uh, I should probably do it because I don't know reason. <laughs> Just feeling obligated to go to the park. You're like, I don't know. I got a season pass. I, I guess I have to. I feel like the the platinum pass does that. The platinum pass does that to you. That's exactly it. I'm like, uh, they don't have anything new and nothing there is like great. Nothing sucks. Renegade's fun and wild things fun, but there's nothing like, holy shit. I guess. Yeah, this is like where I'm at. Like, I feel like this is the best place to have a platinum pass because the Kings Island and Cedar Point being so close. How far is the next closest Cedar Fair Park from you? Oh, actually, I don't entirely know. Other than those, I mean, I think it's probably Dorney. I was going to say, my guess is either Dorney or possibly, yeah, Michigan's Adventure. Maybe even, no, World's of Fun, probably not. All right, so Dorney is eight hours 518 miles from me. Let's see where Michigan's adventure is. Yeah, I guess it's Michigan's adventure. Actually, it's not even close. It's like 200 miles closer to me. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, I've never been there either. Well, there you go. So what's only maybe five hours out there. Yeah. Get to the Michigan's adventure. Yeah. Like five hours, 37 minutes. Uh, one of our, one of our friends, uh, metal Mike, he's, uh, he's in Michigan and he said they have done some extensive track work on shivering timbers. So that's cool. That's good. Yeah. That's a good ride. He already likes that ride just fine. So, yeah, and I'm I'm seeing more and more people say they like it better than Voyage now. I'm seeing that too. That's like the ride at Michigan's Adventure. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't know if I I've never ridden those two rides close enough together to get a good comparison. But I mean, I do think that the airtime is better on Shivering Timbers and Voyage, but I don't know. 
I think it's yeah, it's hard to say. They're they're kind of similar, at least the first half. Voyage is aging kind of weirdly because of I think the amount of track work they do on it. Yeah, right. Well, let's think every time they do track work on it, they reprofile it and kind of, I don't want to say neuter, but that's kind of what they do. They basically go back and are like, all right, where are the high stressed areas? Let's reprofile this so that way it's the track lasts longer, which makes sense. But because of that, you're not getting that like wild, um, I don't know, (laughs) intended gravity group kind of ride. Yeah, I'm hearing a lot. People seem to be a lot less big on that ride now than they were in years past. Yeah. Yeah. And like, honestly, when Raven and Legend are running so fucking good. Yeah, that, that that's just it. Like, I mean, I remember when Voyage ran more like Legend is today. And then, I don't know. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't want to say I was ever disappointed with Voyage, but I was like, kind of like, was this, was it always like this? But. Yeah, I definitely remember like riding it the opening year and really being like blown away. Yeah. And then back in 2021, it was like, It's it's good, but it's like just didn't seem quite. I don't know how to explain it exactly. There's just something not quite the same about it. Yeah, yeah, right. Of course, you're talking 15 years (laughs) difference and shit, but I think you're right. They've just been doing so much stuff to it and. You know, you've been out to Holiday World, right, Larry? No, I haven't. I uh, went to Kentucky Kingdom and didn't even realize how close it was. I should have planned that to hit Holiday World, but I did not. Definitely go do that, though, soon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's worth the last couple of years. Yeah, the last couple of years we've had like a bunch of plants that d- didn't go through. So this year we're trying to hit all these places. Uh, Holiday World's one of them for us. Uh, and then obviously the stuff in Virginia, that's big. Last year we did Carowinds. Have you guys been there? Yeah, Carowinds it's, is fun. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've been there. Was So that's how did you like nice Fury? I love Fury. I thought it was great. It's uh, a little bit more intense than I was expecting because I rode Orion first. Oh, yeah. In comparison, yeah, yeah. Orion's definitely not as intense. No, it, it, Fury's a lot whippier, which I wasn't expecting from BM. Yeah. But yeah, really enjoyed it. Uh, I like Copperhead Strike a lot. I think that ride's a little underrated. Okay. Yeah, I always not, I, not a fan. <laughs> yeah, I always forget I about that it. ride. Oh, you haven't been on it? I haven't. Ben, you haven't, have you? 
Yeah, I've rode that. Uh, okay. I think the year it opened. But no, that was, I always forget about that ride though. <laughs> like, really? Yeah. I think it's just because usually it's shadowed by Fury. It is, yeah. Everything there is. I think Intimidator is better than people give it credit for. Yeah, I would say that too. I would almost say that I liked Intimidator was like way better than I was expecting. And then uh, Flight Deck was not as good as people hype it up to be. Or whatever, or Afterburn. Afterburn, yeah, I was was so confused for a second. Yeah, Uh, I thought it was decent. It's not my favorite invert that I've been on, but I liked it. I mean, people like people rile that right up to basically being like Montu. Yeah, like it's like yeah, competitive with Montu. That's true. It was fun. It's short. It's kind of like a mini Montu. Yeah. But no, the it's a good yeah, ride, actually, though. I remember Intimidator. I wrote it like on a cold morning once right when it opened and uh, none of the trims were on and I wrote it in the back and it was actually pretty good. But then I've also written it when it was like slow as shit. Uh, yeah. When I was riding it, it felt great. <clears throat> it was, you know, I, people talk so much shit. I was expecting it to suck. I thought it was really, really smooth. Good airtime. I enjoyed it. That has the funky trains, right? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, that that yeah. you mean like the stadium, too. the stadium ones. Yeah, what do you mean the B and M ones with yeah, the yeah, okay. staggered seating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those long trains are weird. Yeah, I'm glad they stopped doing that. Like, um, it, it literally seems like they only came up with those so that people wouldn't go. Uh, this is the same ride when all those parks inevitably be inevitably built gigas later. Right. Oh. <laughs> Except yeah, for I'm not a fan yeah, of Bala. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, I think those are fine. The stadium. I don't have any problem with the stadium seating. It's kind of nice if you get the ones in the back that are like kind of on the like the wings. Those feel good. I'll I'll tell you my issue with it. They kind of fucked up the, like the good airtime on B and M hypers that had the traditional seats because they yeah, can't it's... maneuver the angles. Like um, <clears throat> like okay, first drop on like Raging Bull. That's uh, like notably like probably the best airtime moment on any B and M hyper, and it's because that like angle is so fucking crazy, and like the the yeah. wide yeah. ones can't navigate angle changes that are that oh. intense. They have to be more spread out. Okay, so like the you know okay parabola at the top of the hill or whatever literally can't be as you know like magnum has those like triangular bunny hills mm-hmm. that like the b&m ones the they they have to like have a lot more of a gradual okay that makes sense yeah which means that i 
I think they designed the parabola to basically it. It's kind of like how when you make a loop, you do a teardrop, so that way the the force is equalized throughout it. I think the the parabola is basically designed so that way every row gets airtime at whatever point of the bunny hill, but also the airtime is stronger but shorter. So you get like a quick, it's like a quick pop, but then you come back down. It's not sustained. Okay. Interesting. I, like I'd never thought about it that in depth before. <laughs> yeah. We're nerds. <laughs> we sit here and talk about this shit for like two hours every week. <laughs> we've, we've tread some pretty fucking intense ground. <laughs> I hear ya. Um, I mean, that's not to say like Diamondback is bad. I love that ride. Yeah, I, do, and I too. do think there's a good, like there is a lot of good, enjoyable moments of airtime, but I think, you know, you look at like the actual bunny hill on Orion, the big one, you know, that shit. Gives, yeah. Yeah. That shit gives you a nicer moment of airtime than any of the hills on Diamondback. Yeah, I never I had never thought about the way those staggered seats might affect airtime. That's interesting. I'll have to pay close attention the next time I ride both of those. With that too though, I'm glad they didn't use those trains on the Gigas because I think the shorter trains on the Giga layouts is more unique. Whereas if they put the super long trains on the Giga, you wouldn't really notice the difference in like, you wouldn't really notice how tall the ride is. Cause that's like at, um, Shambhala, Shambhala. I think that one's like two fifty. with the long yeah, trains tall as hell. You don't really, it doesn't feel that tall when you're riding it. Oh, have you been on that? Yeah. It's like the one place I went to in Spain. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. So what's that? What's that place like? Do you like it? So it used to be a uni- It feels like you're in a universal park. It was, wasn't it? Or I guess yeah, it it actually was. Um, but it's so it has like that vibe. But it's kind of like if um, I don't know. It would be like if Cedar Fair took over. It's maybe it's a little bit better. I don't know. I was actually surprised at like how much theming and like the buildings and all that stuff was still intact because it felt like, yeah, I felt like I was at like islands of adventure. <clears throat> I've, I've heard yeah. a lot of complaints about the operations there. Yeah. The operations were awful. Um, pretty much mo- when I was there, most of the rides were like station weights, but they somehow still took like 30, 45 minutes. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. That sucks. So, Sounds like Knott's Berry Farm on crack. Yeah. I was also like really hungover and like jet lagged and I'm like Adderall and I was just like in a piss pissy mood and like <laughs> it's just like a not a great park experience. That's the worst. That's the <laughs> worst. When you're like it's hot as fuck and you're just in a pissy mood at a park, that's like the worst. Yeah. <laughs> Did they have any like weird park food there? I didn't. I didn't look. I didn't look at any of the shows or food or anything like that. 
was only there for a few hours. But it was um it's like a 45 minute train ride from Barcelona. Which so I was basically in Barcelona with friends for like 4 days and then I I snuck off for part of a day, took the train over there. Yeah, I, I would have done that too. I'm just surprised you didn't even check out what kind of food they had. Well, because I was eating like, you know, Spain food and like Barcelona and all that stuff. I guess like when I was at the park, I wasn't like, oh, I got to check out the food here. Like, we're, oh, we're, yeah, I oh get so it. you're too good for theme park food. <laughs> Dude, theme Fuck park you, food man. is not that good. It's not I'm that just saying, good. I had this, I had this like awesome, I had this like awesome like brunch in Barcelona. And then I got on a train. I wasn't like, oh, I need tapas. I get it. I get it. I get it. People are making way too big a deal out of theme park food these days. I feel like. Yeah. Yo, Six Flags is really getting into that shit and it's getting kind of annoying. Uh, Cedar Fair is too. And it's equally annoying. Like, and it's what's more annoying to me is the way people act like it's it's gourmet food that they're getting. It's I. But I mean, well, remember the Shapiro days when he was like promising all these things and it was like, um, yeah, in like Six Flags, New England, we're going to have New England clam chowder. And in Texas, we're going to have real barbecue and, you know, all this like this and that. And like none of that came true. Yeah, and now the Six Flags parks are like Great America's social media is like, check it out. We got fucking fruit dipped in glaze. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's like like, actual fruit. (laughs) Yeah, they literally, if you go find Six Flags Great America, any of their social media, they just posted this. They have these kebabs. And it's like strawberry, mandarin, orange, and grape. And it's just a kebab of like a few pieces of fruit dipped in fucking candy coating. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, have you seen this Cedar Fair stuff where it's just like a little basket with like a piece of meat and like a piece of bread and like a little cup of like salad? Oh, my God. Ben, wasn't that Worlds of Fun? Like in 09 where they were selling like a hot dog and a bag of chips. Yeah, it was. um, Yeah, it was called. It was like the Labor Day weekend big barbecue or something like that. (laughs) Yeah. And it was we bought like a meal ticket. It was probably like 15 bucks or something. It was like an add on. And then, yeah, it was literally one hot dog and bun and a bag of chips. And I think like a cookie. Gourmet. And I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it was probably bad expectations. I think we were expecting kind of like a, like an ace kind of buffet ERT style, but it was like you hand them your ticket and then they give you like another ticket and it's like, okay, exchange this for a a hot dog. (laughs) (laughs) Not to mention they definitely said like barbecue and that parks in fucking Kansas city, which I know like three things about that city and one of them is barbecue. Barbecue, yeah. Right. Yeah. So they say barbecue and then you go, Oh, that sounds cool. Yeah, fifteen bucks, sure. Oh, here's your hot dog. What? <laughs> Fuck you. 
Yeah. Oh, I mean, fucking burnt ends or riblets, nothing. <laughs> this food at the boardwalk uh, at the new pavilion and at Sierra Point, it's like, I mean, it's fine, but it's like eighteen ninety nine if you don't have the meal plan. Like nineteen bucks for like a piece of meat, a piece of bread, one side. <laughs> oh, good God. Yeah. And I'm picturing just one of those like very sad paper plates that's compartmentalized. No, they try to make it look like all bougie. Like they put like a like a fake newspaper as like the liner for like a little. Oh my basket. god! Yeah, yeah. Uh, break out the fine chinette. Yeah, they're they're trying to make it look uh, hipster. Jesus Christ! Yeah, this is like this is what they're focused on these days. Tell me they're selling fucking CBD seltzers inside. Oh, they are not. No, but they will sell you a margarita for twenty three ninety nine. Good God. Yeah. Uh, are they or good? If you prefer. I don't know. I didn't buy one. <laughs> Fuck that. But the like they'll sell you a Miller High Life for fourteen ninety nine though. If you prefer fucking that. Hey. Yeah, it's real expensive. I, I'm remembering back. I feel like you could definitely get drinks cheaper at the TGI Fridays at Breakers. I think you can get drinks cheaper in other places in the park. That wouldn't surprise me. This is just the pavilion. It's just really expensive. It's nice. It's really, really nice. Uh, There's also a liquor store in Sandusky, and you can spend about ten dollars there and then just drink in your car yeah i think that's probably what a lot of people do or if you stay at breakers that shit gets pricey but holy shit nothing like that midday break to re-up on the on the buzz dude i have never stayed at breakers it's so expensive i need to at some point just once the only time i've stayed there was literally uh, October of 2020. Oh, wow. <laughs> because it was not so expensive at that no, time. That might, have, that might have been the time to do it. It was not too pricey and also not too crowded. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was, that was a, a really good time. You know, anybody who's listening to this in the past, it's a good time to go on vacation. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I have like some, reg- I have some 2020 regrets. Um, cause I was unemployed too for like eight weeks, paid, paid unemployed for eight weeks. And, uh, I, w- I should have done like a big road trip and I kind of regret not doing that. Uh, like, well, when I was, I mean, I was in the same boat, but at that point, there wasn't anywhere to go. Yeah. Like, but everything was shut down. Yeah. But I mean, like, at least out west, I would have like done more out west, yeah, like more parks and stuff, or not theme parks, but just like nature shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear sleep you. in the car. I don't know. Yeah, that might have been a good time to do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Twenty twenty was awesome because my wife and I got married. You were there for that, Ben. Yeah. At least you made it to that. Yeah, it was fun, and also just that experience of being in Vegas during the pandemic and when everything was like dead was that was fucking wild yeah because we were we were there this was july of 2020 and so yeah we were in the midst of everything we were wearing masks everywhere <laughs> yeah 
I do not miss those masks. Yeah. Yeah. Me neither. I mean, I wore them, but damn. Although I still am like, I better wear one when I go into a public restroom. Oh, you still do? If I have to go into a public restroom, I'm like, I try to remember to have one in my back pocket. Um, I, I can't even lie. I haven't worn one in so long now. Like, I don't always have one, but I try to be cognizant because fucking public restrooms are disgusting. Yeah. No, I mean, it's not. It's not a bad point, but just. Oh, but just having that piece of cloth over. I'm like, I'm not an anti-masker by any means, but just having that piece of cloth over your face all the time. I do not miss that. Oh, yeah. Me neither. Especially in the summer. Holy shit. Yeah. I think the low point was like trying to climb in the gym with a mask on. That sounds like torture. Yeah, it was. It's like you're being waterboarded. Yeah. <laughs> and then like it, the thing is, is like it sounds Karen-y. Karen-y, but on my dogs. Um, like we're like being in a gym, like on an elliptical. Yeah. Fuck that. I mean, just fuck the gym. Yeah. I mean, even like going to parks at that time, like there were a couple of times I went to Kings Island and Cedar Point, like after they finally opened in 2020. And that was like that felt like torture, like just in the like blazing heat. And you've just got like a fucking blanket over your mouth and nose. Like, yeah. Oof. Oof. That's why like that's one. that was the one benefit of going to Idaho. Um was that the mask was in that state, the mask was optional. So I went to Silverwood and it was kind of like, Oh, this is kind of nice. <laughs> like, but the, um, and like full train seat, there's no staggered seating. Oh yeah. The staggered seating. I forgot about that. Yeah. It was kind of like, um, it's kind of like taking a piece of the forbidden fruit, being out in public at a theme park as if no COVID restrictions were a thing. Oh, God. At Cedar Point was the worst because they had the staggered seating. It was crowded, at least when I started to go, like in like July or August, whenever. Um, and then they were every like, I don't know how many cycles they were sanitizing the trains and running them through to dry them off. Oh, my God. The lines were fucking awful. Oh, yeah, that's right. Getting on anything just took point. forever. Cedar Point also was not selling fast lanes that year. No, yeah, they weren't. And my wife and I had acquired two fast lanes prior to the beginning of the season. So they would still honor them, though, if you'd already got them. So we had fucking fast lanes, and that was like a golden fucking ticket. Yeah, Yeah, I fucking hated you people that year. Because there were were people that had already bought like the all season too. So they got it and were able to like, just just go like nothing else was like, nothing was going on. Yeah. Cause there was yeah. nobody with fast lanes. Yeah. So it actually worked as intended. Yeah. Yeah. Which it never does at Cedar point. No. Do they no, still yeah. do that fast lane season pass? Yeah. Yep. yeah. 950 fucking dollars. I don't know if that's a lot or if that's not a lot. <laughs> like, it's a not a terrible 
deal, I guess, if you're going to the parks a lot, but that's still a decent chunk of change. And is that a Cedar I, is that a Cedar Fair thing? Yeah. Yeah. So like I Cedar Fair like- Cedar Fair wide, <clears throat> nine hundred and fifty bucks. I think it's I think it's up to a thousand this year. I think it was like nine hundred and nine, you know, ninety nine. And I the, think that's for the platinum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. If you get the one just for one park, I think it's a maybe a hundred or two hundred less. It is, yeah. So I think it could be worthwhile if you literally made plans to visit every Cedar Fair park or almost every one of them. You know, yeah, yeah. In what? one season, then you could definitely make it somewhat worthwhile. Oh, you totally could. Yeah. Okay. Shit, I didn't even think of this as an option. Nine hundred fifty bucks, season pass, fast lane. Add a fast lane to your gold pass. Oh wait, so this is for. Well, for gold pass, that's just for the one park. Yeah, yeah, but that I'm sure they're all gone by now. Oh they yeah, they are. Yeah, they have a limited number. You got to buy that shit early if you want it. Let's see. If you go to buy now. So is there, okay, but is there an option to get it for, I I guess I don't see it for all, oh wait, no, all park fast lane. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Shit. Thousand bucks. Yeah. That's not I mean, like, like I was saying, I think if you, if you plan to hit almost all the parks, then it could be worthwhile. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I could make it worth it just going to Kings Island and Cedar Point, honestly. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, obviously, it's way better of a deal if you're going to the other parks too. Well, that's the thing is like, you feel like you get enough visits to those two parks to actually get your money's worth. Well, I mean, if you think like a Cedar Point fast lane, I don't want to go to Cedar Point without fast lane. So, I mean, on like a Saturday, that's like 250 bucks, or at least it was last year. I don't know if they lowered it this year. So you just go a few times, like, you know, between the two, you're probably coming out ahead. Makes sense. I I just, you got, oh, I was just thinking, like, I, I don't know if I could justify it for like, a home park situation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, yeah. For Kings Island. Yeah. Cause I like, I usually go during the week, but like Cedar point is just, I've just had so many bad experiences with that park where I've like planned and like taken time off and got a hotel and gone up there. And then the crowds are fucking awful and you can't do anything. They used to have fucking fast lane for free. Did they? Mm-hmm. I did Back not know in the that. early two thousands, man. It was a fucking hand stamp and they'd have a booth set up in front and it would basically say like distributing stamps from like, I don't know, noon to one or whatever. Huh? And then it would be good from like three to four. So you'd have to go Uh, line up to get the stamp and then you could come back later and just show them your hand and they'd let you through the fast lane line. Great America in Gurney, Illinois is a world-class theme park 
full of exciting attractions. But this thrill ride destination didn't just appear overnight. In nearly 50 years of operation, Great America's growth has seen first-of-a-kind rides, corporate bankruptcy, ownership change, and no shortage of intrigue. I'm Zach, and I'm inviting you to join me as I take a look at the development, changes, and overall history of Great America in Gurney, Illinois on See the Carousel, the history of Great America. Now available on all podcast apps. How many how many parks do you guys get to a year? Would you say on average? Um, I mean lately it's like maybe five. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, in a really good year, maybe like ten. Oh shit! Okay. On a on a slower year, two or three. Yeah, that's that's been me for the past few years it's just been like two or three not counting the home parks i mean i try to like my wife and i try to go to orlando like every couple years so like when we do that obviously the number goes way up right um we and you know my mother-in-law's in vegas so we usually side trip to go do Magic Mountain or Knott's or Disneyland when we go out oh, for like yeah. holidays and shit. So I, that's usually where, you know, the extra parks come into play for me anyway. It's like, I'll go to Great America and then maybe Ben and I will have a meetup. Which we're having two this year. We're having one at uh, Six Flags Great America in just a couple weeks. All you stragglers. But if you're getting in the area, come check it out. June 16th and 17th. And then the 18th will be at Mount Olympus. Oh, hell yeah. That's awesome. 17th and 18th, you said? Yeah. Um, and we're doing a live podcast recording on the 17th at the Belvedere Cinema Gallery. So I'm excited as hell for that. I still got to get a flight. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. I had the I had the Southwest app open though today, so that's progress. Yeah, maybe you'll actually have a flight by the time the meetup starts. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, we're doing um, California's Great America. And Six Flags Discovery Kingdom and fucking, what's the name? Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk in September. Hell yeah. And that's the 15th through the 17th. And for those of you interested, uh, we're going to be closing the interest form soon. So if you're interested in joining us, especially for the uh, lodging, then fill that form out. Linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Y-F-C-S. Let us know, because we're going to have to close that up soon so we can book a room or a Airbnb. <clears throat> so, but yeah, hope to, you know, and then Larry, you know, please feel free to join us for any of our meetups. Yeah, man, it sounds awesome, especially the... Uh 
uh, Six Flags Great America. Been meaning to get there a good while. Yeah, no, I mean that's uh, that's the old home park for Ben and I. So, and we actually haven't had a an actual meetup there since we started this. So, it'll be very cool to bring it on home. Let so alone just let alone just really hang out there recently. I mean, yeah, we kind of blew through pretty quickly after Hollywood Nights. Yeah. Yeah, that was quick. Are you guys going to Hollywood Nights this year? No. Couldn't, nah, get, a couldn't ticket. get a ticket. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even know they were on sale until they were sold out. Man, I was I was in the queue. I had one in my cart and couldn't get it. Is that event still worth it anymore though? I have not been to it since they changed the admission stuff. Okay. I mean, it, it basically went from like, you could argue the whole, is it worth it thing? But now it's like, it's so restrictive that it's probably really awesome. If you only care about ERT, but you just got to get a ticket. Okay. Yeah. Cause like there was that, I don't know, two years ago, it looked terrible. There were like so many people there. People were waiting like four hours for voyage ERT. I mean, it wasn't that long. It was like an hour. Oh, okay. Yeah. So people were exaggerating then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the thing is, that event too was basically like you'd go and everybody who's like a coaster person would be there. Mm-hmm. So it'd almost be more about like seeing old friends and hanging out and shit. Yeah. Than just the coasters themselves. So now it's not, but now it's like super restrictive. So like no one can go. And, and I think that's kind of been a problem because like lots of big groups of people who've been going for a long time, it's like, oh, well, you know, this dude couldn't get a ticket and they couldn't get a ticket. So uh, that sucks. That's probably what's going to happen to coaster stock soon. I've never gone. I was last weekend. It was good. It was fun. But it's just starting to sell out faster and faster every year. What do they all do for that event? Oh, they've got, uh, well, they've got ERT in the morning and the evening. And then there's like lunches and like a lunch and Q and a, uh, walk backs behind a lot of the coasters. Um, they do like different games. Like there's like a, um, coaster stock feud kind of thing. Um, or like the amazing, they do like an amazing race kind of thing. Uh, this year gravity group was there to do a Q and a, so just a lot of shit like that. Nice. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I have not really attended any coaster events since Hollywood nights, 2021. Was that the one, was that the one where it was like, everyone was bitching about how busy it was. Yeah. Okay. And people were also bitching about Voyage being closed after a lady fucking died on it. Okay, yeah, so it was that year, yeah. Jesus. Were they really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's fucked up. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's like, why, I like, part of me is like, why do they even host the event? (laughs) Right. Like, if that's going to be the response, 
then why even invite the 500 people? <laughs> Damn. Yeah. No, that, that is, that's fucked up. That's like pretty scummy. <laughs> yeah. Cause I remember like, it was like first just hearing like somebody died on the voyage and it's like, Oh my God, fuck. And then literally not, but maybe 10 minutes later it, cause we're all, you know, you're penned in, in the, you know, um, picnic shelter area mm-hmm. after the park closes before they start the ERT. And it's like, there's kind of like rumors going around that someone had died. We all saw like medical, the uh, ambulance, but the, the people at the park didn't like address it directly. So then I think that left the door open for people to be expressive about how upset they were. Okay. And Gross. I, I get why the park wouldn't want to say anything, and I'm not trying to say that they're at fault in any way, shape, or form. What I'm saying is that shitheads are going to be shitheads. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, some communication might have helped the situation, but yeah. Yeah, but, you know, unfortunately, I, just some shitty folks. Yeah. Or people making shitty decisions. You know, but I like I still had a fucking phenomenal time at the event. But I'm not there to try and ride every ride the entire time as many times as I can. Right. I want to ride a couple rides and I want to see all my friends and, you know, hang out with people, meet new folks. And because honestly, you know, uh, Ben, you went to the park on the Saturday during the day. Yeah, like, it, re- it really wasn't that bad crowd wise. Yeah, yeah, that's what you were saying. Uh, Rianne and I and a bunch of people from our camp ended up just chilling at the campground during the entire actual operating day Saturday. And we didn't make it back to the park until it was time for ERT. People were actually saying it was four hours. Like, I didn't pull that number out of my ass. That's funny to me. Um, I heard multiple I, times that it was four hours to get on the voyage. I no. can't imagine the line for that ride ever being four hours. Right. Yeah, because the ERT like, was only an hour and a half. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> the, the, the queue space, like, we got in line for the ride, and the line stretched all the way back past the bridge into Thanksgiving. And it took us less than an hour and a half. Huh. And like, again, that was the line stretching all the way the fuck back to the entrance of the area. So you guys would say like the changes they made to Hollywood nights are not good as far as restricting attendance <sighs> that, that much. I, I certainly think it's removed a lot of the social aspect of the event. Yeah. yeah Cause that was, that was like the premier event, right? I mean, that was definitely like the one where, you know, you could reasonably count on just everybody who's a coaster person is going to be there. 
Yeah. Well, maybe they'll change it back at some point. I mean, honestly, I think that might be part of the problem. Like you were kind of getting as a YouTube now. Right. Where it's kind of just this explosion. I think it kind of blew up the spot of coaster events. Yeah. So I think they're all just, it's not Hollywood nights so much as like you were saying with coaster stock. It's like, I think they're just permanently ruined. Like to where it's just like, this is an event for people to come make videos or like what? Uh, More like coaster enthusiasts is just too broad now. Yeah. It's just a too, it's too mainstream of a category to have a meaningful event specifically for coaster enthusiasts that offers any kind of meaningful benefits where you don't exclude people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. Which is kind of self-defeating in my mind. Cause if you're going to exclude people, then why not? Why have the event at all? Right. But if there's not going to be a benefit, then why have an event? <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's kind of like a damned if you do damned, if you don't. Well, I mean like how long has winter chill out been a thing? Only a know? couple of years. Okay. It's a I pretty mean, new thing. Is I think, it, was it like foreseeable that it would get to the point where tickets to just walk around Cedar Point in the winter would be hard to come by? <laughs> Here's the crazy shit, right? When Ben and I got into coasters, when we were kids doing this shit, you could show up to Coaster Mania or any event the day of and pay in cash. Wow, shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As long as you had a, a card to the club, there, there wasn't. It wasn't like trying to get fucking tickets to go see Taylor Swift. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You just show up with cash and it'd be no problem. I mean, sometimes for some of them, you had to send in a flyer with a check with your information. Especially like if you wanted the the T-shirt for the event, you had to pre-register for that shit. But the, no, there's no way I could have ever foreseen it being such a thing where it's like, oh, yeah, I was on the site at 11 and by 1102, the shit was gone. Yeah. That but that it, is pretty incomprehensible to me. But also, I think the YouTube thing blew up certain events because it's definitely not all the events like. um I mean, even that one we did in Texas, like that one was pretty small. Yeah, that one was pretty cool. So I guess like smaller regional events can still be smaller park events can still be pretty right. cool. Like I guess yeah. the ones that Coaster Studios hasn't done a video on probably. Yeah, if vloggers have discovered it, it's probably fucked. Yeah. Yeah, because really it's it's Coaster Mania and Hollywood Nights that are and probably King and probably like coaster stock, like you were saying are probably the mainstream. Maybe it's just an Ohio. It's like an Ohio thing. I mean, let's be honest. There's not much to do in Ohio. Yeah. So that state's going to breed. What a lot guys of talking about? We've got lots of bars and <laughs> there are vape shops here. Okay. <laughs> there is a river that catches fire. There's a river that catches on fire. Do you have one of those? <laughs> 
Do not ash your cigarettes into the river. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the low key, I always look on Zillow and Sandusky. And I always like fantasize about buying something. What? Yeah, cost of living out here. It's not too bad. Buying a house in Sandusky. Really? Yeah, I always put on like you know, like you know, like the term like Zillow goggles. It's when like you <laughs> like when you look at another city on Zillow and you see how cheap the houses are. Yeah, like but fantasize Sandusky? about buying it. I mean, on the lakefront, yeah, I would too. I'm not gonna lie. I'm just like. Like we were talking about this before we started recording, Larry. But yeah, you know, people moving to Ohio, that's it's a rarity first of all, but then just just because. Well, I would say it's not a rarity, it's just nobody moves to Ohio without a reason. <laughs> like if you move to Ohio or if you move to my area, chances are you are a government contractor of some kind, or you're in the air force and you've been stationed at Wright Patterson air force base, but nobody just moves here for fun. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And Ben, you're yeah. basically saying I'm, I want to move there just because it, it is. Well, I'm not saying I want to move there. I just want to buy a house. Yeah. Oh, I just kind of assumed you you meant live in it. I guess if you were planning to stay there in, occasionally to visit Cedar Point and then rent it out as an Airbnb, right. that'd be yeah. cool. Yeah, that would be cool. That'd be really cool, actually. I mean, like, okay, so in comparison here, so just comparing, like, Denver real estate to Sandusky, you can get... Okay, so for $1.5 million in Denver, that's, like a three bed, two bath townhome in like <laughs> the trendiest neighborhood type of thing. Yeah, I'm not surprised, but in Sandusky on the chasse, it's a 5,000 square foot, four bed, four bath house on the lake with, yeah. a, with like a private dock, oh, giant yeah. screen room, hot tub, like giant balcony. 1.5 million will buy you a lot in Ohio in general, but not as much as it used to. Like the home prices here are getting shitty relative to what they used to be as well. Yeah. Yo, if we could get all our listeners to pitch in, <laughs> we could get a kick ass fucking your favorite coaster sucks timeshare. <laughs> the YFCS mansion. Exactly. Yeah. Leave the code for the keys, you know, hey, text us when you want to stay. (laughs) (laughs) There's also a 4,000 square foot lot for $6,000. Yeah. Bring bring a sleeping bag. (laughs) (laughs) And a tent. There's a way to do this for co- like way to set up some kind of like coaster enthusiast house share type of thing. Airbnb. Well, I mean, 
this is almost looping back to the event conversation where it's mm-hmm. like, I feel like the whole coaster, like the whole idea of just like being a coaster enthusiast has like exploded into popularity yeah, in an incomprehensible way. So now like, I feel like, you know, like, like meetups for this, you know, more segmented groups mm-hmm. is really the, best the next best events here here's a question for you do you think it's that this is like a real sustainable increase in the popularity of amusement parks and roller coasters or do you think this is just another segment where people are like oh i can be an influencer uh yeah it's probably a little of both i think there's plenty of people who see an opportunity but there's also just there's like there's more people mm-hmm. in the world now than you know 15 years ago so it makes sense that there's just even if the percentage of people hasn't changed which i think it has there's just going to l- literally be more people who are interested in that same thing yeah but i mean if you think back when we were when we were kids like how would someone who wasn't friends with a coaster enthusiast or didn't know about coaster, like how would they become a coaster enthusiast? You know what I mean? But like now it's like you find it through TikTok or Instagram or YouTube or Twitter. So I think there probably are more like a higher percentage of people that are coaster enthusiasts than there were before would be my guess. Well, yeah. Cause like when we were kids, we found that shit by like having to go onto like, Google and like typing in roller coasters and finding like RCDB or like, you know, fucking coaster freak or fucking theme park review, thrill network, any myriad of sites that existed at the time. Yeah. I was vaguely in like the early two thousands. I was vaguely aware that there was such a thing as a coaster enthusiast. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, like, I didn't know anybody who was, um, yeah, so, like, but well, now I, like, I think it's just more popular now. Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, it kind of goes to the whole social media algorithm thing because it went from where you had to try to be a coaster enthusiast mm-hmm. and now someone just downloading an app gets coaster enthusiasts like shoved down their throat and they just kind of like follow that because the yeah, algorithm right. you guys six that's flags account me. so you're that's, gonna love this video that rob alvey posted or whatever right that's exactly what happened to me though like i i started just uh looking up these coasters like i was just like oh banshee i want to learn more about banshee and then I, like i would find like uh youtube reviews of it and it just like kind of kept like I just fell down it like more and more. So interesting. I mean, yeah. it is cool that the algorithms work so well, I guess it's also a little terrifying. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's, it, it's weird because you're talking about a thing where it's like literally. Yeah. When, when Ben and I were kids, we met because we talked on a fucking forum. <laughs> oh, really? That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. 
and like now and, and it's like i don't know we we the the reason we became such good friends is cuz we had that common interest uh uh-huh. and i don't know you didn't have like normies everyone was a weirdo you know yeah Whereas oh, there's now still it's plenty like, of weirdos. They're still plenty oh, of weirdos. and that's the core demographic, and always yeah. will be. And and look, it takes one to know one. And, right? <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, we're we're all here for a fucking reason. We know. Yeah. Um, but it's like there's a lot of. It just seems like there's a lot more non super nerd normies now yeah. too, yeah. where it's like, I guess. It's the whole thing of like casual fans are now just by nature, you you know, like when we were kids, nobody knew who fucking B&M was. Right. I couldn't talk to anybody about like, oh, being except for my two friends that I had that were coaster enthusiasts. Right. Yeah. Whereas now you could be like, oh, yeah, no, check out here. Here's all the info and just send a fucking TikTok to somebody or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I still think most people have no idea what any of the shit is that we're talking about. But yeah, it's like a wider umbrella. I just I like I remember Ben and I went to we had a meet a first meetup was at this event at Fiesta, Texas. And we were about to ride Iron Rattler, and we heard these young girls, probably 10 to 12 years old behind us, talking about RMC. Oh, that's right. And that right. was yeah. such a mind fuck. Really? Damn. Because it was like, yeah, like when we were kids, it was literally like, nerdy ass teenagers and then like fat white dudes in their 50s and nobody else that was coaster enthusiasts the the, my mental image was always like i don't know you guys seen napoleon dynamite Mm -hmm. like the brother like the older brother yeah that's pretty spot on that's that's Mm -hmm. what with a fanny pack and like those like glass sports glasses like that, like strap around the back of your head. That's, that's yep. That's pretty yeah. spot on. Yeah, and that, and then like, um, yeah, like 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 an overweight dude who who wears like a t shirt tucked into jeans. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that was the only two types of people you saw at a coaster event. You still see those guys. You oh, they're, they're still there. That's again, that's the core demographic. The old guys with the jean jackets with like all of the patches, just like all over them. I still oh, see those guys. I, I rock a jean jacket with fucking patches all over it. Yeah, but you know who I'm talking about, though. Well, that's that's to say, you know, it's 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 a ride in the bus moment. And, you know, you're riding the bus. You look around. You're like, Jesus Christ, who are these fucking people? And then you go. I'm on this fucking bus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what it is. So it's like, hell, you know, I, I could talk shit about patch, patch jacket people, but that's cause I'm wearing one of those. fuckers. <laughs> yeah. So, but that's to say that, yeah, 15 years ago, 
that was the only people at the coaster event. See, yeah, you guys are making me feel like I missed out, but also I don't think I would be here though. Uh, if I hadn't just happened to fall down the internet rabbit hole. I mean, that that's not necessarily true. Cause what really got me interested was going back to the park. Yeah. And that had nothing to do with social media, but getting online and seeing like finding the community and, and all that, like really interested me <laughs> for sure. And kept me going deeper. And I mean, here's the thing on the whole, it's good for the industry. Right. So I, I'm like, good. More people interested, more people spending money, more new rides. Good. Good. Like, as a fan, great. And fuck if I'm trying to be a gatekeeper for goddamn roller coasters. Right. No. Go enjoy yourself. Have fun. Enjoy the parks. Well, you How, go back to uh, Six Flags in the early 2000s when there was no social media coaster enthusiasm and, like, Parks would build multi-million dollar hyper coasters the same year as like B&M Mega Loopers and the park chain failed. Right. You know, like the parks were still dead, you know. And that's that's the thing is like it's good for the industry on the whole. The more attention and the more people that's good for the industry. Well, so let, let me ask this then, because like one of the things you hear the most often is that coaster enthusiasts don't matter whatsoever. But in light of everything we're talking about, like, is can that still be said? Yes and no. It's I mean, there's more and more childless, child, childless millennials. So like um, eventually the demographic does have to turn because there just won't be as many families with kids. Yeah. And I mean, it seems like Disney's catering, not so much to families anymore. They're trying to, they're, they, for a while seem to be embracing the whole like millennials with no kids with income. <laughs> yeah. Like rich millennials that want to take pictures of their food. Yeah. It seems like that's, that was the most boomer thing I've ever said, but <laughs> that's what they do. That's all they do. Like I've, like if you look at Disney Twitter, it's like just food. It's a lot of complaining, but that's that's just that's true. People. No, you're right. Yes, complaining <laughs> then food. I think you know enthusiasts have always and will always matter the exact same amount as everyone else who bought a ticket. Okay, well that's better than what most people say. I mean, because here's the deal, right? Parks aren't going to pay special attention to enthusiasts because there's no reason to. It's it's still this like even though there's way more enthusiasts now and it's arguably a completely different scene than it was 15 years ago. The 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 amount of enthusiasts that make up the park's visitor on any given days is still minuscule. It's, it's, it's probably, you know, less than 2% of a total parks visitors. I feel like I see them all the time. Well, okay. If you count an enthusiast as someone wearing like an iron Gwazi shirt at Cedar point, I feel like I see them all the time, like more and more and more. 
Like you'll see people walking around with Fury t-shirts or Iron Gwazi t-shirts. Like I think it's getting bigger. I'll, than I'll think. give you that. But the thing is, Cedar Point's really an exception. Okay. I mean, I would say the same thing about Kings Island, though. But uh, almost. Yeah. I think Ohio is just one of those places and especially Cedar Point where enthusiasts are going to be there. All right, fair just enough, be fair by enough. nature. I, I just think on the whole, though, still, even with more of those people, how many more people there aren't, you know? Oh, no, for sure. For sure. They're not the majority. I agree on that. But, but I just wonder the if they're time, a bigger part of the business than people think is kind of what I'm getting at. Spend a lot of money. Well, here's the thing, right? Parks don't have to cater to enthusiasts because, and this is the same problem that like Disney fans complaining about shit. I guess either they don't realize it or they're not willing to, is that we're always going to show up. Yeah. (laughs) So they know that they can count on us to buy a ticket. Always. Yeah. And a t-shirt. So like if we complain, oh my God, they didn't do X, Y, or Z or fucking this ride sucked. Yeah, well, you're you're still going, right? Yeah, you're right about that. It's kind of like the but whole hey. joke about you know people who complain like about the quality of drugs like to the drug dealer, <laughs> and the drug dealer is like, yeah, but you're buying it, like yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's actually probably a really good comparison, honestly. Yeah, that that shit was all cut. Yeah, well, you sniffed it all up, so. <laughs> Yeah, I guess we're just like, yeah, we're just going to always victimize ourselves. And that's the thing. There's, I remember fucking Tom Rebby making a joke, the PTC guy, about, you know, um, God said to a coaster enthusiast that he could do anything he wanted. And he said, build a fucking roller coaster that all the enthusiasts will agree on. And God was like, Oh fuck! I fucked up the joke. <laughs> God couldn't do it. That's the punchline. <laughs> Ta-da! Good. Ten well lane done. highway from California to Hawaii. Well done. <laughs> and God said, "I can't build a ten lane highway from California to Hawaii." And the coaster enthusiast said, "Okay, how about a coaster that all enthusiasts agree on being awesome?" And then God said. So uh, you want that highway 10 lane? <laughs> there yeah. it is. Yeah. So, it, yeah, it just makes me think of that. Or it's like, no, the coaster enthusiasts are always going to bitch and moan, but yet they're still going to buy a season pass year after year. Yeah. See, the thing is, I also think like as a group of consumers, they're not effective at all in large part, not just because they buy the product always, but because so many people want to be uh, in good graces with the parks that just whatever the parks do is amazing. Well, that's a dumb thing to fucking think. What that, that they say that they think everything's amazing. Trying to be trying to fucking suck up to some corporation that doesn't but give they a do, shit about though. you. I mean, you yeah, must I, yeah, they do. No, I'm not, I'm not saying it doesn't happen. I'm just saying the people that do that are fucking Making a very dumb choice. And it seems to happen and it seems to be like the YouTuber influencer thing because they're doing it from like a they're doing it from almost like a resume perspective. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then what happens is the people who watch that content end up just following or be, or they form their opinion based on who they watch. No, I agree. Yeah. And then, yeah. But what I want to see is more like, like, I mean, I don't know if you guys, are you guys gamers at all? And you play video games? Uh, not really. Yeah, not really. Okay. Well, I'd like to see more of like a critical eye taken to some of these products rather than just, oh, they've got a new corn dog. It's excellent. Amazing addition. You know, they yeah. added this amazing addition. I want to see people like critiquing like, well, like if, from like a consumer reports kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, if if you go back and listen to maybe like the first 15 episodes that we've done, we've shipped pretty hard on pretty much anything possible. Yeah, that was pretty the much the initial. <laughs> that, yeah, that was the initial idea behind your favorite coaster sucks, really. No, no, that's why I ended up uh, like following you guys on Twitter, honestly, because you're not afraid to uh, talk shit when it's necessary. Well, I feel like okay. Let's let's be real here. If if your real end goal is to make a full time living doing this shit, like making content about roller coasters, mm-hmm. it's theoretically possible. A few people have done it, right? Mm-hmm. But the vast majority of anyone in this space is gonna maybe make a few bucks. Anyway, you know, uh the big secret is there's really not a whole fuckload of money to be made in making coaster nerd content. <laughs> yeah. Because I I have reason to believe that even the people who are doing it as a full-time living are making enough to sustain the lifestyle. Yeah, that's pretty much... Like, if you ever look up YouTube analytics, um, you get a pretty good idea of what it's like for, like, main channels. And then you take out basically 50% for taxes. Um and like, yeah, it's it's fine. But again, like I the other thing I don't think people realize with those roles is like that's like a full time yeah. plus job. And it's not a job you can just turn off at right. five PM. I mean, like you're you're pretty much spending all your entire existence, you know, you gotta reply to comments, you gotta post shit, you have to like strategize your life, like, oh, I gotta post this video exactly at like eight AM on Tuesday morning. Because that's when I get the most clicks. And, and if a piece of news drops, you um, got to try so yeah. to be the first. And then you'll think of it that way. It's like it's, to get a video uh, out about it. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I always get annoyed by is like, okay, like the other day, Wildcats Revenge POV dropped, right? And then my recommended feed is just like every fucking channel's reposting it. Yeah. Yep. It's like I get it. Everybody wants to be the fucking first. Yeah, I first. still. Ugh. Yeah, I still don't mind that as much as just the fake positivity about shit that's not that cool. Like, <laughs> if that makes sense, I don't oh, know. Oh, and like, y- you know, you saying that brings it back around. I was saying there's not money to be made here. So really, if you think about what the what the end goal is. It's to go to fucking media day and media yes. day kind of sucks. Like you get some free coffee and donuts <laughs> or whatever, but otherwise you have to be at a theme park 
like potentially on a news camera at fucking three thirty in the morning. That right. sucks. <laughs> that's yeah. bullshit. And, that, that, and that is what it is, is that they're they're trying to cultivate this relationship with the parks. So they're worried about everything they say, but it ends up becoming this like toxic positivity about dumb shit. <clears throat> yeah. And I also hate the um the 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 conversation around media days that you're supposed to like feel grateful for being invited right. to the media day, but um I don't know I've been to some pretty bad media days. I I, I just actually got it. invited to my first media day. <laughs> I haven't been to one yet. I mean, go and enjoy uh, yourself. What, what was it for? Yeah, no, I I, I will. It's for Wildcats Revenge. Is the first first one for me. Oh no! And I'll be honest. Are, are they I really that bad? <laughs> well, I haven't been to one. Actually, Hershey Her- since. I bet Hershey Parks is probably pretty good. They might be. I was just thinking. I haven't been to one since like the whole vlogging thing really took over the coaster world. Yeah, it really so, did, though. So they might be different now. Like, yeah, I have no idea. I definitely you know. was at a media day when I was a kid and they said, what, who are you with? And I was like, I have a YouTube channel. And they were like, what, this is for real media. <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah. Nice. So, I mean, the attitude has certainly shifted in my lifetime. <laughs> yeah. Um, So things might be different, but from like, you know, my experience, you know, okay. What what I can anticipate, what I can guess based off of the experiences I've had is it's probably, you know, a bunch of fucking YouTubers standing at the same exact spots, getting the same angles. Uh Uh-huh. And there's always a lot of waiting around. Like if you think of it more like a movie set that maybe you'll get to ride a roller coaster, you'll probably have a better time. Oh, that's exactly what I was expecting. I was expecting a bunch of people with dopey shit sticking out of their cell phones, uh, just taking footage of the coaster. And then we get to ride it like once. Yeah. And like the news will be there. Mm. Every local news station will be there. Yeah. And that'll be uh, the real priority of the media day, which makes sense. Yeah, it does. And then Yeah, like, I mean I mean I'm I'm glad to have been invited. I would not I, I I don't think that I would alter the shit that I say in order to get invited to more. Because they don't seem for YouTube, I don't think they're really that important. Like it's like nice if you can go. But like you don't need to. Well, and the thing is, here's here's the real deal with Media Day. You go to Media Day, you've got to say something good. Right. Well, I don't think I'm going to have any trouble saying something good about And I doubt and it, I will have any. Yeah. Right. And obviously, you know, with an RMC and with specific stuff, that's never, you know, an issue. But there's other stuff where it's like, you know, for me. 
I don't want to be on the hook to say something positive. Because then you can sour a relationship in the future easily. And then you can't go to media day anymore. Right. Yeah. And if you're relying on media day to make a living or something, then it, it creates a weird type of situation where I think, yeah, yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's exactly, that's exactly what I'm talking about. It's like the sort of like, yeah. Yeah. We accepted early on that we'll just not go to media day. We'll, we'll happily remove ourselves from contention. (laughs) That's probably the, that's probably the smart (laughs) call. Uh, I want to go to this one though. I'm not excited about Wildcats Revenge. I'm not going to No, lie. and I'm not I'm not trying but to yeah. discourage you or anybody else from going and attending Media Day cuz I'm not saying they that they they can't be enjoyable. They really can be. But it's not like it's a coaster event. And there's definitely no, a lot of yeah, no, There's been a lot of coaster people who like expect them to be like an ERT or something. Right. Yeah, no, that's not <laughs> not what I have in mind at all. No, I figure it's definitely a lot of just standing around taking video of the ride. Like, uh, it's almost always people. like all the local media, the news stations will have like, okay, Channel Nine's gonna go live at six ten, and then Channel Fifteen's gonna go live at. 713. And so like you know from 550 until 610 they're getting the cameras ready and set and everything for that one and then maybe for like half an hour they'll like let people ride and then they start setting up for the next one. Interesting. Okay. Well, this is this is uh interesting to know. Like I said, if you if you go in with the attitude of it's a movie set where maybe you'll get to ride a roller coaster, you'll probably enjoy yourself more than if you think like, oh, I'm going to get a ton of rides on this ride. Yeah. I will keep that in mind. That's sage advice. Because there's definitely a lot of sitting around and waiting and doing nothing at those things, too. Yeah, I'm not surprised to hear that at all. And that's when you can. Yeah, I remember um, like the one for Goliath at Great America. I mean, that one was like a full queue and you were lucky to get one ride in over the three and a half hour period. Damn. <laughs> but also that was a Six Flags Media Day, which is or which are usually a shit show. Well, I don't know. Exploits Media Day was pretty good. Yeah, that one was actually that one wasn't too bad because after they did all the news segments, they had both trains running and then um, it was like a pretty much like a walk on. So how were you guys getting into uh, media days before the podcast? Usually it was just like thing. Yeah, Ace or like sometimes you could just ask. Yeah, you just have a friend and you go, hey. Can I go? That's cool. <laughs> yeah. 
because that that was one of the benefits of before there was this huge explosion of popularity of coaster enthusiasts. It was a small group, right? So like, if you knew people, they all knew the other people, and you know, okay, yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. It sounds like I missed out on the like the good times <laughs> for sure. Well, good times is relative. Sure. We couldn't just watch any old POV at any time. Yeah, that's true. That, and that's that's nice. Like, I definitely this is kind of a thing we've talked about on a lot of these shows where people of a certain age who are into the shit at the time. Like a VHS where you had taped a bunch of copies or, or discovery channel shows. Right. Yeah. Like everybody of a certain age had one where you taped all the discovery channel shows about roller coasters. Uh, that, that sounds cool to me though. Like or, that sounds like, that sounds like a fun community to be a part of. Like everyone's just uh, so this was you guys probably liked that like Coaster Wars show, right? That was pretty cool. That was like that was coming out probably right around the time we were both kind of fading out a bit from it. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, that was and that was kind of in the YouTube era. Was it as well? So like once that happened, it was kind of it was a little different. Yeah, that's kind of around the time everything started shifting, it seemed like. Because then, like, there was, what, Bert the Conqueror? And, oh, right, uh, yeah. You know what? Let's not even go into that. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think that there was just a couple things that helped propel it a little bit. Yeah, Insane Coaster Wars... I think that kind of helped the YouTube thing because didn't they edit that down into smaller clips and put it onto YouTube? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. So I think that kind of helped facilitate that whole, like, Oh, YouTube is like a thing for this. So when did like, was it like coaster studios or was it Rob Alvey or like, what do you think? Like really blew it up? No, it definitely wasn't Rob Alvey. Yeah, I wouldn't. We're not going to give that guy that much credit. And I'll tell you why. It's because Theme Park Review actually launched their own thing called Coaster Tube. It actually happened. Remember that video site? Yep. Yeah. (laughs) It's Coaster Tube. And here's the thing, right? Rob Alvey's TOS claims co-ownership of anything that you put on their website. (laughs) Well, that's cool. Yeah. So, you know, we all figured out that you were essentially helping Rob create a stock library of footage that he could then go on to sell. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, he, it wasn't him because if he would have done it, it would have been that. (laughs) And that didn't pan out. (laughs) Right. Obviously. (laughs) Uh, Coaster Studios seemed pretty accessible. I think it was a combination of that stuff and probably also like the Disney slash Orlando stuff, mm-hmm. those type of vloggers that kind of bled into more of like Tim tracker where it's almost like a lifestyle vlog that happens to be theme parks sometimes. Yeah. 
so like I think just the accessibility of that type of content for more mainstream audiences, not for you know, because like a lot of that shit is not made for you know you and I who are big fans and already know the info. Yeah, the, that type of content is made for you know casual fans or people who you know are new to it. Yeah, I mean, when I first started out, I, like I learned a lot off of Coaster Studios, <laughs> like just uh, I, like mostly just where everything is, like where all the different coasters are, what coasters are notable. Um, some terms, like some like enthusiast terms and stuff. Most of that I had to look up. At the time, but I'll be honest with you. I kind of have this thought in my mind when we record this show that like, this is somebody's first time listening to this show Uh and they might be totally new to roller coasters and not have any fucking clue what the hell we're talking about. Yeah. But I'm pretty confident in the exact demographic that we, we go for and that new enthusiasts would not like our show. No, you have to be old. It's older not really or just jaded. <laughs> yeah, it's not exactly a Gen Z crowd. Although yeah, it's not true. Gen Z's. got some. You, you Gen- just have to. Yeah, it's like I don't know. You got to be predisposed to being a irreverent. <laughs> And what happened to irreverence anyway? Does this seem like that's kind of died off as a concept? No. Nah. I mean, a little. I know what you mean. Like, with the people are walking on eggshells more these days. Well, yeah, it just seems like everything is like, if you're a fan of something, you're just, you're a fan. That's the thing. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. Like, what happened to, like, taking the piss out of something you like just because you like it? Uh, there are still people like that for sure, but yeah. I think that's really the spirit that this whole shit was born out of. Well, it is called your favorite coaster sucks. Exactly. Yeah. So chill out. Don't take this shit so seriously. <laughs> yeah. We all love our Excel sh- spreadsheets that have every coaster we've ridden, but uh, it's not. It's not fact. <laughs> Your ranking is not a fact. <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. <clears throat> and it just seems like, I don't know, fan communities in general, but especially Coaster World, it's like everybody's so serious. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like everyone wants that. Everyone wants that, like, Taylor status. Like Taylor Bybee. Yeah. yeah. Pretty. Yeah. It's like, it's like everyone who joined a lot of people who joined just want that like status without realizing that it's not very, there's not many, I guess, opportunities. No, for especially now. Like I think, like I think at the time, like he was probably telling people or talking about things that people didn't already know about, but now everybody knows I don't know. I think more people are aware of like more coasters that are worldwide than they were when he was making a lot of his stuff that got him popular. 
So you well, can't just like do it's... the same stuff he yeah. did. You can't just do like coaster reviews or, you know. Hate to say it, I feel like there might be an oversaturation of content. I well, I think there is. Yeah, it doesn't mean I'm going to stop, but yeah. <laughs> no, and I'm not, is, yeah. and I'm not pointing the finger. Mm-hmm. You're a guest on our show. You don't ever blame the guest or the audience. <laughs> <laughs> good, good, good. But what I'm saying in general, in, and again in general, is that I think that's just there's so many sources. Yeah. It happens with everything. Well, I think. Well, I think the difference too is like making content because you enjoy making the content versus doing it because you want to be you yeah. want it to be like a job. Like, there's a very big difference between that or like doing it because you're just trying yes. to get clicks. And that, and there's like a very and there's like a very big difference between. And you can tell like when you watch YouTube stuff like the difference between those two. Yeah, I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. That right there is the biggest difference. I think in the enthusiast community now from back then too, because back then there was literally no stakes. Like Rob Alvey was the only dude who had figured out a way to somehow make a living doing anything resembling that. So it wasn't even like there was a path to make that happen. Yeah. So nobody was in it because they thought they would, you know, make their life work doing that. Everybody was doing it just because they fucking loved roller coasters. Yeah. I I do it because I like making I like roller coasters and I like making the videos. It's fun to make videos. But yeah, no, there's no way I know. Like, like I've got a I've got a full time job. That's going to be my full time job. (laughs) You know. And that's There's the no thing way is if you're doing it because roller coaster guy, yeah, right. And and but that's the thing is like you, your motivation's proper if you're doing it because you enjoy going to parks and you like doing videos. That's the right attitude. And if you happen to be able to make a few bucks from it, fucking a man. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Awesome. But it's all like, extra. Yeah. You can't. I think it's just a inherently flawed mindset to be like, well, I'm a roller coaster content creator. Yeah. Cause like, yeah, sure. Dress for the job you want, but like, there's a lot of limitations there. Right. Yeah. And I mean, you got to look at the guys that are at the top of it. Like, I mean, I'm not going to be able, there's no way I'm going to be able to make stuff. Uh, as in depth as El Toro Ryan does, for example, most people won't be able to. Hey, and shouts shouts to El Toro Ryan, friend of yeah. the show. He he has a cool channel that does some original shit, and that and again, you can tell that his motivation just by the content itself, yeah, is just pure enjoyment sake. And I really think that all of the best content per se comes from that same basic motivation. Yeah, definitely agree. All the best music and shit, all the best comedy, it all got made because the person that made it or the team just wanted to make it. 
but yeah, definitely agree. It's like it's oversaturated like crazy, which is so weird because like when I when I started making stuff, it felt like it was like, whoa, there's like not there are like a few guys that are popular doing this, but there aren't like that many people trying to do it. And now it's just like everybody. It's so many people. And I I will gladly sit here on this podcast again and stake my claim as having the first theme park specific channel on YouTube. What was it called? M Force Forever. M Force Forever. Are you a Millennium Force fan? Uh, absolutely. That's number one. Love that ride. And and I will I will submit to anybody. And I had we had Danan from East Coaster. Uh, I'm sorry, Dana. I can't remember the name of your channel. Uh, who who East said Coasters? nope? He was first. Uh, no, not East Coasters. Oh my! They're bad. a newer channel. They cool though. Uh, I know them. They we've interacted on Twitter. They cool. We'll give them the shouts. No, Dana. He doesn't run his channel anymore. Uh, East Coast. Uh, I can't remember. But he he was like, no, I had the first one, and I I pulled up the receipts. My my upload was my first upload was January '06, and his was February '06. Oh, '06! Holy shit! You were like telling you first theme park specific channel on YouTube. Well, I mean, at that rate, I can believe that. Holy shit! And I'm I will make that claim until anybody can fucking pull up some receipts for a theme park only channel that uploaded I mean, if you before think about I did. It, if you think about it in the grand scheme of things, you're one of the among the first people to make a YouTube channel really compared to everyone else. Oh yeah. And Ben had one at that time too. Yeah. That's early. When did YouTube even go live? Yeah. Like late 2005. Uh, yeah. yeah. Five. So that's, yeah. That's- I was going to say, I wanted to see what my first video ever was. And you can you can still find pretty much all my old park videos dating back to fucking 2005 on that YouTube channel. Oh, man. Yeah, it bugs me. It bugs me. Like, I wish I'd spent more time when I was younger. Like when I uh, when I was in my early 20s, I lived in Mansfield, Ohio. So I was like an hour away from Cedar Point and I didn't go once the whole time I lived there. Dan, that's probably about the same time Ben was uh, working there. Yeah, not one time. This is like 09 to like 2013. I never went the whole time I was there. Yeah, damn, that was when Ben was working there. <laughs> yeah. Like I had been there before yeah. when I was a kid, but like I hadn't. Yeah, I was like so close. Just didn't go at all. Now it's like a three hour drive, which is still not bad, but worse than an hour. Yeah, damn. Damn, I'm trying to find my. Oh, here we go. And you know, so what was your, your yours? Was it was January 2006 was my first upload. Oh, this channel's still up, huh? Yep. Okay, I'm going. <laughs> it's it's been inactive for a while, um, but see, here's the real problem, right? When I was a teenager, I put a lot of effort in all those videos I made, but there was no. there wasn't even in your mind as someone uploading videos, like some idea of a way to like 
make oh, money. I, oh, I remember that didn't come till way later. Really, yeah, there was no pathway for monetization no yeah i don't even think that was a word in that sphere at that time yeah that's a word we've all learned in the past like decade and a half right right so like sure i made the first theme park channel on youtube and i'll claim it and fuck you unless you got proof that you did one first but (laughs) it didn't amount to shit because you couldn't do fuck with it back then yeah and it doesn't mean shit now because I could go, you know, restart the channel and say I was the first, but it doesn't count for shit. Um, okay, so yeah, mine was late. Mine was September 2nd, 2006. Oh, you just, so might late. as well have started yesterday, Ben. So Fuck. late, dude. Wow. <laughs> Can you see the wave coming? <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, it's definitely kind of strange how the whole scene has changed and evolved. And of course, yeah, introduce the uh, opportunity to make some money and you're going to get a totally different element. Right. Yeah, it's definitely changed things. But it's also like, I don't know, do do people really want to be like, you know, going into their 40s going, oh, or or 50s going, oh, well, here's the new types of funnel cakes coming this year. (laughs) No, no. (laughs) But I will be there like being like, hey, this is a new thing at Cedar Point. Yeah, and a new like, ride, a new ride, not a new funnel. Cake. And that's the thing, it's like again, it, it comes down to motivation. You make shit because you want to make it, it's gonna turn out to have a better better final product anyway. We we only have an obligation to make this because we know that there's people that really fucking hate that uh, we do a podcast. <laughs> Are there people that hate that you do a podcast? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Why? Because we've said a lot of things to piss off like a handful of people. Right. Okay. I'm aware of some. I won't bring them up here, but yeah. go ahead. Look, we've been talking for over an hour. If anyone's still listening at this point, right? They probably uh, are well familiar. I think. I think the we we uh, we have bonded over Twitter on the uh, museum deal. Uh, <laughs> yeah so the museum it boils down to this and I'll I'll say it um, any non-profit organization I'll put it this way any individual is eligible to put up to 60% of their earnings into a non-profit organization which then shelters those earnings from being taxable. Right. A nonprofit can then hire individuals for contracted various work, paying them perhaps in donated money, I'm not 
I'm going to stop short of making any actual allegations here. But how much is a ride vehicle worth in dollars? Question mark. And that's a rhetorical question. You think about this one for yourself, listener. <laughs> right. It's not nothing. All uh, I'm saying is um, there's operating expenses if a business is open and running. But what if it's not a business? <laughs> and what if it's not open and running? Yeah, it's just <laughs> it's so weird to me. And the thing is, like, I don't even necessarily think that there is anything nefarious going on, but I don't understand the lack of communication. And then the, like, the the defensiveness that they react if you question. I mean, they just blocked me, like, just straight up, like, at the first time I even asked a question, like, well, what's going on here? Just a block. I, um, you know, why, why not just say, hey, guys, sorry, it's taken so long. Like, just communicate like. We don't upload a lot to the your favorite coaster sucks YouTube channel, which does exist. Oh, I've seen this video. <laughs> yeah. I, anytime the museum comes up, I take the opportunity to go ahead and mention it because uh, <laughs> basically every year that passes that they don't open and that video stays up, it gets funnier. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Cause it's been up for two years now. <laughs> uh, you uncovered some interesting <laughs> things though, too. Like the relationship between the, that contractor. Oh yeah. There's yeah. some and, very yeah. questionable practices. Yeah. Things that just make you very, very curious. And I said, oh, that's curious. Again, I'm going to stop short of making any actual allegations here because sure, I, that's, that's fair. I don't have any kind of evidence to back up any wild claims I would maybe make. But there's a lot of questions worth being asked. <laughs> I mean, once it hits year four... That's going to be pretty funny. Of the year video being up? Year, year four and beyond, yeah. man. That's <laughs> I just don't get it. And then the way that it's being like open, but only to like certain people that they choose, I think is weird, too. Like, it's just basically just ace events. Yeah, well, ace started the museum. Yeah. And they're still uh like you said, you saw the video. They're they're pretty cozy. It's just it's curious. That's certainly something I feel comfortable saying. Let's open the damn museum, dude. <laughs> open and it up. I will second that. You open that fucking place, I will make a trip down to fuck fucking asshole Texas and Pay it full admission price, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, let us give you our money so we can see your museum. That's all we want. I'll I'll have a drink at the bar. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about the bar. It's a bar. Wow. Made out of uh, wood and 
Yeah, that's, that's right. just extra. I mean, it's kind of cool, but it's a little extra. What kind of drinks do you think they serve there? <laughs> it's probably just beer. <laughs> They're like, we got rid of all the Bud Light, obviously. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. All right. Well, uh, yo, Larry. Why don't you get in another plug for your YouTube channel, man, and all your socials and everything? Yeah, uh, thank you. Yeah, I'm uh, on YouTube, KI Coaster Guy. Should be easy to find at on Twitter at at Coaster KI, and on TikTok as uh, KI Coaster Guy. Go check him out. Give him the follow, like, comment, subscribe, the whole thing. Help get his videos in the algorithm boosted more, and whatever the fuck you can do to get content views on TikTok. I don't know. I just started doing it. I, I yeah. Mean, I don't know either. No I put up a couple videos. Now. It's weird. Yeah. I'm like, maybe people will see this. <laughs> and actually, I'll be honest. TikTok's the one I started because I was like, Oh, I heard people make money doing this. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know how any of it works. I don't know how monetization works. I don't know anything about it. I just started it because I was like, I should have one. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. Maybe it'll pan out. Probably not. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, uh, thanks a bunch for being here. Appreciate it. Thank you guys for having me on. I really appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Always a good time chatting and uh talking to somebody new and after uh catching up a bunch on twitter and shit it's great to talk to you absolutely ben you got anything else man nah awesome uh (laughs) (laughs) thanks yeah until next week and then we'll give some very well thought out opinions about uh the the whole i don't know i was gonna try to make some big joke and i just totally lost steam on it <laughs> well done again it's bail on the bit right that's <laughs> that's a pro move uh <laughs> so uh thanks again larry it's yeah, a thank pleasure you. having you on and uh thank you all for listening and until next time your favorite coaster favorite sucks. Sucks. <laughs>